The Morning Brew is brought to you by West Rock Coffee. It's time for your morning brew. Grab a cup of joe and get caught up on everything you need to know. Here's Schlereth and Evans. Pure energy. Pure energy. Uh, Like we said from the very beginning, we've been looking at everything and kind of thinking of anything we can do to help our process, help our offense, do whatever we have to do, Um, whether that's going to be reason why we win or lose a game. Uh, Looking back at the Jacksonville game, I I don't know, but uh, we just always want to evaluate everything. Nathaniel Hackett weighing in on wristband gate which uh, picked up momentum as the week went along. One thing, though, Mark, that was clear to me listening to both Nathaniel Hackett and then Justin Outen, who spoke later, is that the coaching staff wants Russell Wilson to wear a wristband. When you hear both Hackett and Outen in explaining when asked, hey, what are the advantages of wearing a wristband? In listening to both of them talk about it, they talked about it with a... A level of detail and enthusiasm that tells me they like the idea. They want him to wear it. And he wore it last week, wore it at practice yesterday. I suspect he wears it on Sunday. I would I would assume so. I mean, at this point, if you're Russell Wilson, I mean, you can't. I mean, I, I just think based on the, you know, the public bashing that you're taking um, and, and, you know, I mean that's that's part of the that's part of the game, right? That, that you don't perform and you you have a big contract and you know you've got this Hall of Fame resume and your performance isn't up to what it should be. Well, then you know you you should expect to get criticized. That's part of the game. I I don't have any issue with that. And you know if it's true, then then and it is true, then you should be able to to shoulder that, right? You should be able to do that. But this is this is no longer about pride. This is no longer about what you want. This is no longer about this is about being unselfish and what's best for my football team. How do I lead this football team and how do we get out of the doldrums? And that's on Russell Wilson. And if wearing a wristband helps, even even if it gives you a two percent greater chance of winning, then damn it, you better put a wristband on. You better you better embrace it. And you better love it. Next on the morning brew. We had a guy on the sideline eating a hot dog, I guess. He didn't go out there, so we had 10 guys out there, and I obviously had to address him on the sideline, and we got that taken care of. It was a transition from field goal straight to the kickoff. Uh, we didn't have a chance to huddle. Generally, we huddle on the sideline, and we count to make sure we have 11 guys. But obviously, field goal to transition on the field is a little bit more difficult. Not going to say any names, but he knows he was supposed to be out there. Going forth, we made an emphasis of everybody, all 11 guys being out there. Okay, that's Dwayne Stooks, special teams coordinator. Nobody was actually eating a hot dog. Delicious. Wristband gate almost became hot dog gate. Uh-huh. Uh, it was it was a figure of speech, like, oh, pff, guy's over there eating a hot dog or something, you know, right? But it was, he, it was, it, there, he was not eating a hot dog. Uh, it was, it was somebody who just, and, and by the way, the uh, speculated person is, is KJ Ham, or Kendall Hinton, excuse me, that was uh, okay. not, not where he needed to be. Um, not literally, but figuratively, figuratively eating a hot dog. But uh, boy, we we wondered. You know, we wondered. We, we we nobody's ever seen it, right? Nobody's ever seen a, a delay on a kickoff. Well, right. there's your explanation. Stokes went on to say, you know, when asked, is, is this an issue of accountability? He's like, what do you what do you mean? What do you what do you expect me to like 
you know, go go find everybody and pull them all over? I mean, we practice it. It's their job. Does that answer? And we'll get the audio. We'll play it in the next segment for you. But does that kind of answer pass with you? That, yeah, I mean, it, it, it certainly it certainly does. You, I mean, again, the responsibility, you shouldn't have to babysit as your special teams coach. That's being plugged into the game, Mike. <laughs> like, we talk about situational football. Come on. Like, you, you think there was ever a time where I'm sitting on the bench and I don't realize it's third down? You think there was ever a time, like, I, like I missed the first offensive snap because I'm over there, you know, standing by the heater or, or drinking water or Gatorade or talking to fans? What the hell are you doing? How are you not plugged in? Like, how are you not plugged into the game? And again, it goes back to what I've said a million times about this team in general um, and this coaching staff in general. You're either coaching or allowing it to happen. So if Kendall Hinton isn't paying attention, guess what? I mean, I know that, you know, I know that his gloves or whatever went in the Hall of Fame, whatever, whatever went in the Hall of Fame, you, you don't get to play on my team anymore. Until this, until this coaching staff starts holding their players accountable, this is the kind of garbage that's going to continue to happen. I mean, it, it, am I on? Am I on crazy pills? I'm the one on crazy pills, right? Well, it's one of the reasons why I can't wait for you to call Broncos Raiders next week for for Fox because you're going to have that that chance to get into the building and talk to these guys and mm-hmm. ask those exact questions. So I look forward to that next on the Morning Brew. No, it's a big loss. You know, Bradley was a very good player. He's a great teammate. I mean, he uh, brought a lot to our team uh, on the field and intangible wise. And, you know, we're going to miss him. Uh, but, uh, you know, this is the lead. that's the life in the NFL. And, you know, everyone's got to be ready to step up. You know, Nick and uh, Coop, uh, you know, everybody. He's your Evero, the defensive coordinator, talking about the now absence in the defensive lineup. No Bradley Chubb. When you did the what did the film say <clears throat> segment and you, you broke down uh, the Broncos run defense against Jacksonville, Travis Etienne, and try to project how it'll look against Derrick Henry on Sunday. You confident? Because it looked like Jacksonville, when they had success, they were running to the outside, more to the right side than the left side, but still getting outside. Are you confident that uh, whoever steps in to replace Bradley Chubb will hold up against Derrick Henry? Yeah, well, the the big the big pop out run was off the left side, um, and it was an outside play. And I told you it was kind of a counter play, if you will, to their mid zone play. So it was a really good kind of you know again one of those unscouted looks that they get you with like something you're not necessarily totally prepared for. And they set it up. You know, one of the things about the running game is you you can get people to play your scheme. You know, it, like instead of playing individual blocks, if you can get people to play the scheme. Meaning that, hey, we, we are running this particular play and you're seeing this blocking combination time and time and time again. And you start playing the blocking combination and then we wheel on you and we change it up a little bit and it all looks the same. That's that's marrying your run game to to a counter on that run game. And when you can do that, you can have success. And that's what Jacksonville did. And that's good coaching. You know, that's that's good execution and good coaching by their players. Um I, do I believe, like, I believe that Derrick Henry is going to get 100-plus yards. I, I don't think there's any question about that. But the bottom line is, can you, because uh, they're going to play what they play. 
and they're going to rely on on lighter boxes to stop the running game, and they won't stop it completely, Mike. But the bottom line is they're the number one defense when it comes to stopping the pass, and they're I think the number one or number two defense as far as I think they're the number one defense as far as scoring is concerned. And so when you get into the here's one of the things the benefit of playing that kind of shell defense when you get into the red zone. One, your safeties are at 8 yards instead of 14 yards. So you're playing against a 10-man box. And they have a great they have a great understanding of run support and blocking schemes. So that's all they do is when they see that, you know, when they see that tight end or that end of line of scrimmage block, man, they're flying up the alley to make a tackle. And so, you know, you're you're four yards or five yards closer. When you're in the red zone. And that's one of the reasons they're so good in the red zone. So, yeah, Derrick Henry's going to get his. Part of this is they're going to give up some of that running game to Derrick Henry. They'll give that up. By the way, it looks like Ryan Tannehill uh, will be a playing quarterback, not uh, Malik Willis. Uh, okay, coming up coming on. back from the, the foot injury that yeah. he had. So, so anyhow, which is good. But I like they're gonna, like Derrick Henry, to me, won't be the reason they lose this game if they lose it. Next on the Morning Brew. You know, we had some guys that played outstanding tonight. McKinnon was phenomenal. Logan O'Connor, phenomenal. Nico had a pretty good night finishing, you know. But we capitalized on our chances in this game. They didn't. That was the difference. There he is. Jared Bednar. That's a good win last night. That that was a really good win. I was beating Nashville 5-3. I was a little bit leery of this game because traveling back from Finland, you know, would, their, would the Avs have their legs? I know they only played right. two games in the span of, you know, a couple of weeks, but but I still kind of wondered if their legs would be there last night. But they, they were. Uh, the Avs get yeah. the win. I think maybe certainly inspired. Uh, it was it was Peter McNabb night as the mm-hmm. Avalanche organization uh, remembered, recognized, honored, celebrated uh, Peter McNabb's life. So uh, that might have helped give the Avs a little juice. Uh, that maybe right. wouldn't have been there ordinarily, but uh, that, that's, uh, that's an impressive win. And, boy, in the absence of, of key guys being out, boy, are the Avs' best players uh, really, really elevating their game right now. Nathan McKinnon, 21 points through 12 games. Miko Rantanen, 19 points through 12 games. They're well above a point-per-game pace. Kale McCarr's at a point-per-game pace. So your your stars are are playing like stars and carrying this team while a lot of key guys are out. That'll do it for the Morning Brew. Bring that to you each and every morning at 6.30.